What's really good and welcome back to another episode of The Sanchez Show. As always, I'm your host, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games. Make sure you follow me across all social media platforms. Shoot me a like, shoot me a comment. And as always, I open up the platform for any great sports debates. With that being said, Happy New Year to everyone out there. Hope you guys had a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and a Happy Holidays. I want to start off by thanking you guys. I appreciate all the love and support that you guys have given, given The Sanchez Show over the last year and a half. Let's continue it into 2022, man. I hope everyone had a safe, happy, and healthy holiday. With that being said, let's get right to the sports talk. It is Saturday, January 1st. We got some NFL talk. We got some 401k picks a week. We got all that. Week 17 of the NFL. We're down to the nitty gritty. Playoff teams are now trying to cement their spot in the tournament. But first... We got to start off by paying our respect, paying homage to a legend, a legend in the game. John Madden, who lost, uh, I shouldn't say lost, who passed away this past week. We lost some legends the last couple days, man. Unfortunately, they say death comes in threes. And that was true this past week, man. We lost John Madden early in the week. We lost Betty White yesterday on New Year's Eve, and then today, uh, NFL coaching legend Dan Reeves passed away. So unfortunately, some loss to end and start the year, uh, but we're not going to let that rain on our parade and, and slow down everything we plan on doing for 2022. Let's remain positive. Let's keep it going, but we got to start with John Madden, man. Super unfortunate. Fox ran the special um, short documentary on John Madden. For those that don't know who he was or only know him by the video game title, John Madden was a Hall of Fame NFL coach who won two Super Bowls with the, that that time, Los Angeles Raiders. Um, John Madden, though, was so influential in the game of football and really making it the most popular sport in the country because of what he did, not only as a head coach, but then as an analyst and the ultimate, you know, brainchild and creator of Madden football um, video game. And for people that don't understand the impact of the game, I just want to take you back a little bit. Some I know some of our listeners may be a little younger and they may not remember some of this stuff. Some people may have just forgotten. But before Madden football, the most popular football game out was Tecmo Bowl. And in Tecmo Bowl, it was a good game, fun football game, but obviously very limited. You know, you could only select from four plays. Um, there was never this infl- uh, uh importance placed on you know strategy or scheme it was kind of you ran the four plays and if you kind of knew the cheese plays to do things that people couldn't stop that's what you did and if you had a guy like Bo Jackson who was damn near unstoppable in the game you found a way to win right um there were you know things in the game that you could do that no one could ever stop and then Madden football came around and there was this importance placed on understanding not only a wider range of plays but understanding what each player was doing in that play. Um, the passing windows is a feature that he brought to the game. You know, the the rotating in and out of players, the substitutions, schematics, moving guys around on a depth charge, all these things that we love about the game now that make it so realistic. Madden brought those to the table. And those things are so important because it kind of pulled back the curtain a little bit for us to get a better understanding of the game. Now, As we enter into 2022, 
we know we have all we have all the all access shows. We have uh, you know behind the behind the scene shows, mic'd up, and we have all these things that kind of allow us to learn about the game as it's happening now. But back then, late '80s, early '90s, there was nothing like that, and that's why I think what really helped push the NFL to the forefront of American sports. People became you know, obsessed and fell in love with the idea of learning more and more about the game. Madden ushered that in not only with his video game, but the way he would commentate on games, him and Pat Summerall, who Pat Summerall passed away a few years ago, and now those two legends are together again. But those are the things that Madden did, I think, that we all fell in love with. And I know personally for me, John Madden is a big influence on why I fell in love with the game of football, but why I also yearn to learn more than just your traditional what's the score or who scored a touchdown. John Madden brought that to the to the forefront. So, John, I, I got to pay my respect, man. Like I said, you, you definitely were an influence on my life. RIP to the legend, man. Our thoughts and prayers are with his family. Let's get into some NFL talk, man. It is week 17, as I mentioned. The pretenders, they're pretenders for a reason. The contenders, they're in place now with an opportunity looking to make runs at Super Bowls. And this is where it gets really interesting now, people. Really interesting because when you start to look at the standings, you start to pay attention to what the potential matchups might be come playoff time. We only got two weeks left before the playoffs start. Got some very significant games this week on the docket. Obviously, the Monday night game, Pittsburgh hosting the Cleveland Browns. This is probably a a must-win for both these teams. Pittsburgh, this could be the last home game for Ben Roethlisberger. So that's something to pay attention to there. We got a good game between the Cardinals and Cowboys. Two teams who will be in the playoffs right now trying to position themselves for seeding. The Cardinals on a three-game losing streak. The Cowboys seem to be getting hot right now. And the Cowboys have an outside shot at that number one seed. So depending on what happens in that game... That could put some pressure on Green Bay as they host the Sunday night game against a Minnesota team that also needs to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. We got Chargers Broncos, two teams trying to keep their hopes alive. Rams Ravens. It's going to be very interesting. And then we're probably going to start with that game first. Rams Ravens. Rams haven't looked great lately, but they're starting to get healthy. They get Cam Akers back. Odell has looked like his old self. And... The Ravens will probably be without Lamar. He's been hobbled. If he does play, I don't know if that's the best case scenario for them. Nonetheless, they need to win. They need to win to get a shot going into the final week of the season of making the playoffs. They're 3-6 and six in their last nine games. They haven't looked good. Obviously, COVID and injuries are really affecting this team. But this is a must win for those guys at home against a really good Rams team who also have an outside shot at getting a number one seed. They're one game back of Green Bay. They're 11-4 and four in the season. That's going to be one to pay attention to. Another good game on the early docket, Kansas City and Cincinnati. Kansas City right now holding the number one seed overall in the AFC. Cincinnati trying to hold on to win their division. The young upstart team against the team that's been the best team in the AFC for the last three years, I think, personally. Um, should be an entertaining game, one that I'll be tuning into to see what happens there. We got Colts Raiders, a lot of significance there. Colts have been super, super hot, super hot. I picked them last week to beat Arizona. I picked them the week before to beat New England. I've told you guys, and I keep telling you guys, and I know it sounds a little bit like a homer pick because I like the Colts. The Colts team is really good. Granted, this week, will they have Carson Wentz? 
It's going to be key because Carson Wentz made a lot of big plays last week. Is this O-line completely healthy? That's something else to pay attention to. I know they're going to have Quentin Nelson back this week. There's talk that they will have Ryan Kelly back after he's missed the last two weeks. So if they get those two guys, two of their best offensive linemen, I think they're going to be in great shape whether Wentz plays or not. But all that being said, this Colts team is really, really good. And personally, I think Jonathan Taylor is the MVP of the league. No disrespect to Aaron Rodgers. But we have seen the Colts be able to win games whether they get good quarterback play or not. And there aren't too many teams in the NFL who can say that we can win in spite of bad quarterback play. The Colts are one of those teams that can say that. They're 9-6 and six on the season. They are 9-0. and 9-0 oh. when Jonathan Taylor runs for 100 yards. They're 0-6 when he does not. Obviously, that's going to be a big part of this game. Can they run the ball on this Raider team? I think they can. The Raiders give up about 115 yards on the ground. I think they can run the ball on this Raider team, and that's why I think even without Carson Wentz, they should still be able to win this game. So that's going to be an interesting one to pay attention to. Um, what else we got? What else is important this week? Those are the main ones, like I mentioned. Bills, Falcons, somewhat. Obviously, Bills are trying to secure their spot. Falcons need to stay alive. But we're going to keep this episode short and sweet, so I want to get to my picks. 401k pick of the week. I've been telling you guys I've been super hot this year. These picks have been hitting. The upset pick, it's kind of been 50-50, but the 401k pick, it hits. It hits all the time. So with that being said, the 401k pick of the week is a really, really easy one. Super, super easy. It's a team that has nothing to play for going up against a team that is still battling for their division. The New England Patriots. New England Patriots are going to smash the Jaguars. Rookie quarterbacks always struggle against Bill Belichick. There is not a good track record of a rookie quarterback being able to beat Bill Belichick. That won't change this week. Trevor Lawrence is going to struggle. They're going to be in New England. It's going to be an ugly game. And I expect the Patriots will come off back-to-back losses. Tough loss in Indianapolis where Jonathan Taylor had a big day against them. And then tough loss last week against Buffalo. Buffalo kind of got their lunch money back a little bit. Buffalo got bullied a couple weeks prior when they played New England, and they got it back last week. They went to New England and got that lunch money back. I think New England now, they get their swagger back this week. I think they dominate this Jaguar team. I think this, this ends somewhere in the range of 30-3. to three. Massive blowout. Patriots are going to win that game. That's one of many games that I think are, are guaranteed lock, but that's, that's the lock for me. That's the one that I, I just, I don't see them, uh, I, I don't see them hanging with them at all. I don't see how they can hang with them at all. Upset pick of the week. There are a couple of them. There are a couple of them I like. I looked at Minnesota against the Packers, but I got to remember Minnesota beat the Packers the first time, so there's going to be some revenge factor there. Also, Kirk Cousins will not be playing this game, so I don't think they can they can hang with a Green Bay team that's really been clicking. Green Bay obviously knows they're on the verge of clinching the number one overall seed. Green Bay is going to handle their business on Sunday night. Um... You know, some, some other upset potential. Could the Broncos possibly beat the Chargers? Maybe. Chargers haven't looked good this year. But I think the Broncos are going to be without Teddy Bridgewater, which means Drew Locke is going to have to step up big time. I don't know if he's ready for that challenge, so I'm not ready to go out on a limb there. Ravens at home against the Rams really intrigues me because I like this kid Huntley, and I think he might be able to give the Rams some fits. The problem is that... This Ravens team is so decimated by injury everywhere. 
on their O-line, running back, obviously, in their secondary. I don't know if they're going to be able to block Aaron Donald and these guys and Von Miller and these guys. This might be one of those games where the the Rams defense really dominates at the line of scrimmage and makes Huntley look bad in this game. Huntley's only a second-year quarterback. He doesn't have a lot of experience. I like the kid. He's played well this year. But it's just a very tough matchup with a banged-up O-line, so I'm not ready to go there. The one game I am going to go to, though, upset pick, is the Monday night game. Pittsburgh Steelers are underdogs at home against the Cleveland Browns. There's a lot of talk that this could be Big Ben's last home game. The Browns need the win, but so do the Steelers. <sighs> Baker Mayfield has played really, really bad this year, and I'm not ready to, to give up on Baker. I've said this many times, and I said it a few weeks ago when Will Gordon and I had this conversation. I still think the kid has some talent. But he's just too banged up, and there's too much going on around this Browns team. They have not been able to live up to the expectations that they set last season when they went to the second round of the playoffs. This is also a revenge game for Pittsburgh. They were embarrassed, remember last year, on their home field against the Browns in the playoffs. I think Big Ben in his last game against a team that historically he's dominated on the field that he wants revenge on gets it on Monday night. I think the Steelers win and keep their playoff hopes alive. I think the Browns lose. This, this season pretty much is over at that point. And all the talk will move to, will Baker Mayfield be the long-term solution at quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? And that's that's a lengthy conversation they're going to have to have. Because when you draft a guy number one, you expect him to be your quarterback for 10 to 15 years. Despite the struggles, they're going to have to take a long, hard look in the mirror and figure out if this is the guy who can end the merry-go-round that has taken place at quarterback for them. Is he truly the number one overall pick? Or is he got you know, who played well his rookie year and even played well last year, leading them to the second round of the playoffs? Or is he closer to the guy who struggled with interceptions this year, who struggled his second year in the league when they made all the trades for Odell and brought in all these free agents? Which quarterback is he? Is he the guy who can win you some games? Or is he the guy who's too hit or miss to be reliable long-term? Ultimately, I think they lose Monday night and that conversation starts immediately in Cleveland. With that being said, man, like I said, we're keeping it short and sweet. Happy New Year. Be on the lookout. We got the collab episode with Real Fans Real Talk coming out later this week. Uh, Will Gordon will be joining the show as well very soon for the opinionated ones. A lot of great stuff coming from the Sanchez show this year, man. So I appreciate all the love and support. Keep tuning in. As I always say, shoot me a like, shoot me a comment. Make sure you follow me across all social media platforms. With that being said, this is the Sanchez show. And I'm out.